in blood sport an alien rpg adventure by distant gray gaming multi-billionaire tobacco tycoon alan gordon has gathered a small team together to go hunting an opportunity to bag something unique and to have his ego endlessly stroked too join alan his head of security gal dotan his future son-in-law, James McAllister, and his trusted chief lawyer, Martin Gold, as they head to, quite literally, the unknown. Alan Gordon's synth, Mendelssohn, will be there too, simpering to his boss's every need. Alien Blood Sports contains swearing, themes of horror, violence, bigotry, slavery, and death. For these reasons, Distant Grey Gaming does not recommend this adventure for those under 18 years of age, or those of a sensitive disposition. Thank you. The ship is silent as it glides through deep space, apart from the whirring of a few computers and leaps and just a gentle hum of this relatively opulent private space vessel. The ship is called the Nero. The only person on board the ship tending his duties is Mendelssohn. Mendelssohn is ostensibly mid-40s, tall, thin, wears a boiler suit with GTC on the left breast pocket. And you would all know him as AG's right-hand man and general gopher. The ship has now dropped out of faster than light and approaches a planet. The first thing that Mendelssohn does is he goes through to the cryo-room and he sees the four members in their cryopods. And the first one, uh, the first person he wakes up is that of Gal Dotan and so he presses the buttons and the uh, the lid the, the shell lid of the cryo chamber lifts and therein is Gal Dotan who's wearing the obligatory white cotton t-shirt and shorts Gal sits up and gives a big stretch, brushes her dark hair away from her face, and and just yeah, big stretch. Ugh, time to get up already, is it? Yes, Miss Dotan, it is. As you'll be aware, the first thing that you need to do is to sign off on the security detail. I'm sure you'll soon discover that there are, is a relative lack of space pirates, brigands, and other ne'er do wells aboard this vessel. This is simply a task that I could have completed. I have no idea why you need to press the big green button, but there you go. I feel so welcome here. Thank you for that. Of course. And so he invites you to go through to the bridge to take a cursory look at uh, the instrumentation. You've been through this process before. I you assume know... I don my clothing first. <laughs> That's really up to you. It's an entirely different game if you don't. Um, but you, you can do. You can put on your... Presumably, uh, everyone will wear some sort of company fatigues, corporate fatigues kind of thing. Yeah. You've done this process before. You know that AG likes to have his head of security run the numbers before he is woken up, and then presumably everyone else too. Mendelssohn steps back and lets you do what you need to do. 
Is there anything that shouldn't be there? Anything that catches my attention? Um, to begin with, no. It all seems relatively by the numbers. And then suddenly there's a... Something comes through on the, the ship intercom. And it sounds like an automated warning. Great. And so there's a chime. And then a voice says... Warning. Warning. You have entered a restricted zone. You must leave this planetary system immediately. Failure to do so will result in arrest, fines, imprisonment, and seizure of assets. Thank you for listening and have a great day. And then the uh, warning message repeats as if on loop. Mendelssohn goes over and presses a button, cutting off the warning message. And he says, I don't think we'd be needing that anymore, do you? That sounds like fun. Um, is that something we should be hearing right now, Mendelssohn? Uh, well, I can't hear it anymore, so I'm guessing it's not important. All right, then. Not important. I continue doing my checks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mendelssohn hovers kind of irritably in your vicinity, just in can- the corner of your eye line. Can I help you? The sooner we get this done, the sooner we can return to our a projected flight path. So I mean, you... you can help out if you want, or you can, like, leave oh, no, me I... and let me have my space. No, no, I certainly wouldn't wish to try and help Miss Gal Dutton, the head of security. No then else. leave. Very I'm well. sure you've got something to check on. Yes, I shall go and polish the brass. And he, and he walks off. You know that once you're satisfied with the checks, um, you just digitally sign um, on one of the screens, and then you can just report to Mendelssohn that it's, there's no space pirates or anything like that. I will hang out for a bit and prolong having to go and have a conversation with Mendelssohn again. Okay. Uh, as you do so, you will notice that there is a planet in the kind of... The ship is heading towards a planet. Is this where um, we're at our destination? It would appear to be that destination. You haven't been told what the destination is, um, but it certainly seems to be the target. It's, um, it's bluey-green with lots of white clouds. Um, it looks... I suppose Earth-like would be the best way to describe it, uh, but the, you don't really recognise the land masses at all. So I just admire the planet from space for a while, then sign off and mm-hmm. make my way off of the bridge. I, I presume everything is now standard procedure to go ahead? Indeed. Very Carry well. on. Very kind of you, thank you. Um, and Mendelssohn goes back to the uh, cryo room. I just um, like flip him off as he walks away. Yeah, I won't roll for observation. I'll assume he didn't do it. You're a stealthy kind of person. So. <laughs> um, so he goes through, and obviously the first person he will wake, he will wake um, the cryo shell that's marked uh, Alan Gordon. Um, so he presses the buttons and the, the, the clamshell lifts. And uh, here we have Alan Gordon. So I'll step out and I'll make sure that my face is still the same, uh, firstly. It's very important to me. And I'll also make sure that my uh, thick orange hair is suitably ruffled. Very good. Mendelssohn welcomes you and says, Oh, welcome back, sir. Um, Miss Dottan has done an adequate job of security detail. Uh, it is now time for me to wake the rest of the crew. If you'd like to go through to the lounge and prepare yourself a drink. Uh, well, perhaps you could do that for me. Certainly, sir. I say, uh, Miss Dottan, can you wake the rest of the crew, please, while I prepare a drink for sir? Rolling her eyes, she proceeds to do so. So I will escort um, Mr. Gordon through to the lounge, and now I'm going to unexpectedly hand over to Gal to who she's going to open next. What? Okay, 
So you, you yeah, all right, I'll help you out this bit. So you have a choice. Um, you've got two other crew members. One is Martin Gold and one is James McAllister. I'll open up James McAllister. Yep. So the, the clamshell opens and there in his tighty whities is James McAllister. Morning, buddy. Oh, Gal, good to see you. Good to see you. And uh, uh, James sort of steps out. His, his, his long limbs come out. He stands up all six foot two of his frame, pushes his long black hair off his face to the side part, and uh, yeah, look, looks pleased to see Gal. Gal, where are we? I have no idea. You're going to have to check in with the boss on that one. All right. Is the coffee machine warmed up? I believe uh, Mendelssohn is attending to drinks, but you'll probably have to get your own. All right. Sounds good. I'll, uh, I'll catch up with you later. Yeah, get to it. Okay, and that just leaves Martin Gold. Open him so, up. Yep, so the clamshell rises and the and final member of the cryoed crew awakens. Okay, so you're a man um, looking to be probably in his mid-40s with dark hair, cut quite short and a close-cut beard, with the appearance that he's maybe just visited the, the barber shop before he got into cryo, climbs out of the, the pod and the first thing he does is put on his black spectacles black rimmed spectacles and yeah has a bit of a stretch and says oh good morning gal uh would seem we've arrived it appears to be so i have no idea where but wherever it is we're here great okay so yeah i I, I climb out the pod and a a person of medium medium height medium build um and i um take fitness fairly seriously so i start going through it you know, a bit of a routine as I always do when I come out of cryo, a few stretches and jogging on the spot and, and just trying to get the blood going and looking forward to um, hopefully getting a decent cup of coffee. I'll leave you to your warm-ups and I will also go get some refreshments. Okay, so um, we all muster in the lounge. AG's already there and Mendelssohn too. Uh, Mendelssohn sees the others come through. He says, oh, Mr. Gold, Mr. McAllister, welcome. I trust you slept well. Like a baby. Very good. Um, I've just, I've just prepared a pot of coffee. Uh, if anyone wish, wishes to help themselves, you read my mind. Please help yourself, uh, sir. Would you like me now? Everyone is here to give a briefing about where we have arrived. Uh, I expect that all. Um, I expect that's suitable. Um, you can ensure that they all have the correct kind of drinks, not just coffee. Obviously, I've got a funny well, feeling you uh, might need something a little bit stronger for um, this planner. Well, with your permission, sir, I'll open the liquor cabinet. Obviously not the good liquor, but um, the moderate indeed. liquor. Certainly. And he opens um, uh, a liquor cabinet that's got some generic... Um, it's got some generic, different coloured liquids in there, most of them which you recognise, a couple that you don't. Mendelssohn, mm. not the Gordon brand. Yes. Sorry, uh, no, no. Um, not the Gordon yeah, and, brand. And I'll pick... I, I'll take a couple of the Gordon brands out the uh, the locker and just put them somewhere out of reach. Um, you obviously help you can help yourselves to the rest. Uh, whilst you're doing that, um, Mr. Gordon would like me to give you a quick briefing about our destination. We have now arrived at planet uh, SB7792B4 slash Q. For ease of reference, you may wish to call it Astrid. We are deep in the United America's territory. As Miss Dotan will probably have heard, there is some sensitivity about us being here, but don't let the concern you. We have taken every measure to make sure that we uh, are not detectable, or at least it is hard to detect us. 
it's an Earth-like planet, but where we're going will be, uh, on average, hotter, more humid. I suppose, in a way, similar to your Amazon rainforest. So you can dress accordingly. Um, once you've had your drinks, I will ask you to go through to the seating area where you will buckle and strap yourselves in while I uh, proceed to descend to our designated landing area. And from there, it will be a short walk to our destination. I'm not at liberty to say anything further. Mr. Gordon is very clear about that. But in the meantime, enjoy your drinks, settle in, follow safety advice, and I will take you to your destination momentarily. Does anyone have any questions? Yes, sorry, Madison, I missed the name of the planet. Where are we? Oh, the planet is SB7792B4Q. And and the uh, otherwise known as? Astrid. As, as Astrid. Astrid, okay. Yes. Thanks, Mandelson. You're welcome, sir. And he, uh, Mendelssohn, walks off back to the bridge. Uh, is there anything you four wish to do before um, going through and buckling up? Are our supplies already on there, or do we have to gather those? Supplies-wise, that will be, your understanding is that will be sorted out once you've landed. Okay, so if, unless there's any further questions, you can go through. I have a question. Mendelssohn laid out my um, safari suit. I'm not sure you asked him when he was there, so... Well, we had arranged this before. In, in that case, if it's some, if it's some cube rage, I'm sure that he will have done as asked. I can't wear this Terry Talley dressing gown like on planet. Maybe you'd like to wear the velvet one instead. Perhaps, but um, perhaps yeah, don't get funny, Mendelssohn. Very good, sir. Okay, so you proceed through and you strap yourselves in. They're very opulent seats. Um, certainly, Gal, you would know that from a military point of view, you wouldn't get this level of comfort in your standard grunt ship. Definitely not. Yeah, these are these are nice seats and the, this five-point harnesses. That's why I'm in this job. <clears throat> there you go. So you hear the the engines kick in, and for those of you who can see, well, you can all see forwards. You can see the planet in front of you. It starts to veer off uh, to the right. Um, sorry, it disappears out of the left-hand side, and you start to feel yourself turning. You start to feel a bit of gravity kick in now. I'm just trying to. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to think who would have the most, or the, sorry, who would have the least experience in interplanetary travel. I somehow suspect it would be Messrs. McAllister and Gold. Um, although uh, Martin, uh, you've travelled a fair bit with um, AG, so mm -hmm. uh, McAllister, this may be a relatively <coughs> new experience to you. You've probably been on commercial flights before, but this is you know, this is a smaller ship. It's uh, it's a bit nippier, a bit bit, bit more lithe and nimble. So you, you proceed, uh, the engines roar, and you start to penetrate the atmosphere. It's uneventful at first. Um, you start to see the big vista of the planet uh, underneath you and ahead of you. There you see many, many tall clouds, which look quite ominous. Um, and you're aware, of course, that this you know, being an almost an Amazonian planet would therefore have Amazonian type weather as well. As the as the descent continues, you do start to feel a bit of lurching and a bit of pitch in your. Um, nothing extraordinary at first. For the for those who are less good flyers, it would become as something of a bit of a sweaty palms moment. I Mendelsohn. smile and look around at the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> Quite comfortable. Yeah. Um, Mendelssohn comes over the uh, intercom and says, uh, "Nothing to worry about. Just a small part of a small bit of uh, turbulence we're encountering. Uh, as I, as I've mentioned earlier, make sure you're all buckled in and just enjoy the flight." 
Um, and he signs off, and the Venero's nose pitches a lot further down. That's when you really start to feel the G-force kick in. Not just the positive G, but it's that very much that roller coaster experience of that constant positive G. Then suddenly that feeling of butterflies in the tummy as turbulence and um, just the general pitch and yaw of the ship really start to take hold. Nero is a very well maintained, well kept ship. It's very solidly built. AG spent a lot of money on getting only the best. But, and this may be the first time that AG has flown in the Nero and heard rattling and creaking. Um, the outside, you can now hear the almost constant boom of distant thunder. And you see, um, I'm gonna call it a wind, windscreen. Uh, you can see that it's now being slammed by torrential rain as you start to go into the clouds. And for those who have kind of not travelled much commercially, it's one of those moments where you may only drop about 40 or 50 metres, but it seems like it goes on forever. So instead of that nice pushing you back in the seat feeling, it's the you're about to hit the ceiling if you weren't strapped in. So what I'm going to do, um, I want... James McAllister, I'm sorry. You're going to have to gain a stress dice because this is very unnerving and it's scary. I'm just going to be honest, it's a scary descent. Um, you got AG this, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking very uncomfortable. Um, I'm trying to appear composed on the outside, but it's, it, I'm not doing a very good job of that at all. And even, Gal, you're the, probably the most experienced in terms of steep descents. This one's a bit hairy even for you, and it's very quickly um, apparent that you're getting pushed from side to side, and the descent is definitely not a nice level gradient. I try and oh. sound reassuring <laughs> as much yeah. as I can. Yeah. So what do you what do you say? What do you say in terms of reassurance? Well, to um, to my buddy Callister, who's looking quite nervous, I um, I'll just try start telling him some stories of. Um, <laughs> Yeah, how I've travelled previously, and you know, this is probably the worst of it, but I'm gonna say it's not. <laughs> yeah, we got this, buddy. Go through this all the time, you know. Nothing to worry about. James sort of wipes the sweat off his brow. It's 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 nice the effort that you're making, but it's just going over my head at the moment. I'm just hoping we're not going to crash. Uh, just me at, too. Just just at that moment, Mendelssohn again comes over the intercom. He sounds, still sounds like Mendelssohn always does, relatively unflappable. He says, um, ladies and gentlemen, you may just experience a slight moment of discomfort. And as, you, and as he cuts off, basically the, the Nero pitches to the starboard and nose down. And um, the liquor in, you hear the liquor in the cabinets smash on the floor. Um, everything that's not strapped down is now kind of being tossed from side to side in the cabin. This is probably the worst flight you've ever had, AG. Um, said, God damn it! What are you doing? <coughs> yeah, I say maybe it's not a maybe it's not an issue of weather conditions, but an issue of piloting skill. Like a leaf on the wind, Mendelssohn. If you just bear with me momentarily, I haven't yet crashed this ship, so therefore I, I consider myself to be doing an adequate job. Yet. <laughs> and, Love and, your confidence. And and he, and he reaches behind him and he just pulls a little curtain between, between the bridge and you can see him. So you can now no longer see the, the scene in front of him. After three or four minutes though, things do settle down and you're more on a level path. Um, Mendelssohn opens the curtain again and you can see that you're now under the cloud deck. 
ahead of you, um, so you're currently flying over the ocean. Uh, it's very dark and grey and choppy looking, but that's presumably because of the bad weather that you've been flying for affecting the ocean. But ahead of you on the horizon, you see what looks like here an island. It's it's green. It's very green, in fact. It's a, you're approaching it quite fast, and it seems to be your destination. The descent is a Compared with the rest of the flight, the, the descent in onto the island is relatively undisturbed. And after a further few nerve-wracking minutes, as you seem to be uh, scaring the local wildlife, buzzing the treetop, medicine again pulls the curtain so you don't see the last bit. And then you feel a, a kind of a, a thump, and you recognise that as the Nero landing. Relatively a good landing, to be honest. It wasn't too traumatic. And you hear what the you hear the whine of the main engines powering down. And you'll you uh, hear a kind of a bing bong on the intercoms and a very cheery medicine saying, "Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to welcome to Street. I hope you enjoyed your flight. Uh, just give a couple of moments before you unclip your harnesses, and then you feel free to move around the cabin. Thank you for flying Air Gordon, and I hope to see you momentarily." And with that, he stands up and he's with you momentarily. See, McAllister, nothing to worry about. Just a textbook flight, sir. I'll throw him the Gordon-branded stress ball I've been massaging in my hand for the last five minutes. (laughs) That's fine. As you're all unclipping your um, harnesses, Mendelssohn approaches you, AG, and he just leans in to speak, not not a whisper, but just speak quietly. He says, "Um, unfortunately, due to the prevailing weather conditions, we have landed slightly further away from the target than you would have wished. I do apologise for that. We're still on the island. Uh, Technically, yes, yes. Uh, it may be a good, well, I mean, I believe you did say in your itinerary you wanted a good hike, so I think this actually ticks that box for you as well, sir. So looking on the bright side, I think I've actually done quite a good job for you. We'll talk about your bonus later. That's very kind, sir. And he, and he looks around the rest of the cabinet. Would anyone like any assistance in coming out of their seat? I see nobody's vomited. This is a positive thing. I'm already <laughs> up out of my seat looking for my checking, supplies. Um... I'm just checking what survived inside the liquor cabinet. Uh, nothing, <laughs> frankly. Okay, I'm... it's it's the, the lounge is a mess. All right, uh, yeah, I, I give a very obvious glare in uh, Mendelssohn's direction. Um, Mendelssohn's used to glares, but not the only glares he cares about is from AG, so it just it just passes right through him. If you'd like to follow me, I will take you through to the um, armory. I'm sure that uh, Mr. Gordon would like you all to be suitably armed for this hunting expedition lead the so, way Mendelssohn uh, and he does so and um, he takes you to a small room and he punches in a, a, a secret code and puts his uh, little key card in there as well and the door slides open and you look inside and um, this is actually a new experience even for you Gal. you haven't seen this room before it is AG's personal armoury and it looks like the uh, armoury of a small developing nation it's brightly lit in there it looks like if you can imagine i suppose like a fashion label does weaponry uh it's it's very glitzy it's white there's gold edging there's is this the... like the armory from like john wick when he gets to go in and pick <laughs> yeah. all of the beautiful guns yeah pretty much you can have a look around there's all your standard uh, runners and riders in terms of armory there's knives and machetes there's uh, sidearms there's heavy guns there's also equipment there uh, there's explosives there's ropes you'll see the typical ua weaponry off the marketplace there's some 3we 
And I suppose rather disconcertingly, there also appears to be UPP weaponry as well, which is either A, incredibly hard to get a hold of, or B, incredibly illegal to get hold of. Um, Did you uh, pick these out yourself, boss? Look, legality is no strict concern of ours. Um, as you know, um, those of those of you, <laughs> those of me who are rich enough, know that like, certain, <laughs> certain allowances are made for those for whom money talks rather than just walks. I'll start Absolutely. making my way through the weapons, kind of checking out Certainly. how much ammo we've got in stock for each of them. Sorry. And, and so basically in terms of the upcoming game, you can pick whatever heavy weapon you want. You can pick whichever sidearm you want. If you want to take grenades, you can. The only limits are is if I think that you want to take a grand piano with you, I'll labour you with encumbrance. <laughs> So if you want to go like Rambo or Chuck Norris into battle, that's fine, but there may be penalties associated with that. I would imagine, and Mendelssohn will um, draw alongside you, uh, AG, and says, uh, for you, sir, I would recommend the uh, sniper rifle with um, well, of course, telescope. Um, you already have that prepared, and you have it in the special locker. Well, you read my mind, sir, of Yes, course. the plastic Is there one. any? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But if there's anything else that takes your fancy from what the other um, less experienced hunters uh, like yourself... Well, of course, I'll take a combat rifle also, but um, the hunting rifle, certainly. Certainly. Would And would Sir prefer the United America's uh, version of the assault rifle or maybe the UPP for a bit of flavour change? You know, I'm an American for it, um, first and foremost. Um, well, actually, you're, you're an Australian. Sorry, I should have just mentioned that. <laughs> you're, you're an Australian first and foremost, but maybe it slipped your mind, so it was a rather traumatic flight. <laughs> yeah, much like um, that ancient fellow, uh, Rupert Murdoch. Um, oh, yeah. The line can get very foggy sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, therefore, I would assume, sir, you would be looking for the um, Armat M41A pulse rifle, the standard UA issue. Sounds suitable. Very good, sir. And did you choose a colour scheme? Gold. Oh, yes, sorry, we settled yeah. on that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, and what of the hunting rifle, uh, Mendelssohn? What of the hunting rifle, sir? I have put it in your locker as requested. The gold one. Well, um, it's actually um, more earth toned with gold edging. I, I felt it imprudent for you to carry a big glittery shiny weapon around whilst you're on a hunt, sir. Mm. Something of a shame, but it's an understandable um, conceit. I, I can I can assure you, sir, that when you catch the big game you're after, I will make sure that you have the prop, fully gold weapon for the photograph. Thank you, thank you. Thinking of you always, sir. And and Mendelssohn looks around the others. Uh, have you made your mind up yet? Yeah, come on, the time is burning. <laughs> so polite as always, Mendelssohn. Um, I say as I'm polite. strapping a uh, combat knife to my leg. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Meanwhile, James, James is sort of um, browsing around like he knows what he's actually looking at, but in all, yeah, <laughs> uh, he's, yeah, he's Mend sort of... Mendelssohn knows that's not true. And uh, Gal, can you can you help me out here? Um, what? Um... I nod as I take the incorrect ammo out of the ha out of your hand for the gun you're holding and place the correct ammo into your hand. <laughs> is there anything here I'm actually capable of using? I stifle a laugh. <laughs> Maybe, and Mendelssohn would helpfully chime in, well, maybe, sir, you'd be more able to equip if you had a sock with a snooker ball in it. Oh, that's, 
Very, very good team building and confidence right there. Thank you, Mendelssohn. You're welcome. Always happy to inter- intervene. Uh, McAllister, I'm sure something lightweight will um, work well for you. <laughs> I, look yeah, at I, look at, I look at McAllister and think, lightweight, light, lightweight. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be quite awkward if I was to shoot my uh, father-in-law to be uh, on this trip so <laughs> but by accident of course of course um, something accident. that's um, something that's that's something yeah within within my limited skill range would be would be fine well uh and and but, yeah boss what uh what game are you trying to take down on this planet that kind of depends on what uh firearms will be required that is not absolutely certain, but um, you know, as in business, as in life, you always come prepared. So just be prepared. Bit of everything for me, then. How are you tracking the the game? Well, that is another question that we're uh, we're yet to settle. But um, necessary to say that Mendelssohn is taking care of all of that. Of course, he is. Well, absolutely, sir. And if you'd like to step out of this room while the others select their weapons, I can maybe um, go through some of the next steps as you just described. Yes, that'd be excellent, Mendelssohn. A briefing. Certainly. So as um, the three of you select and tie up your weapons and get them ready, uh, Mendelssohn will go through to the bridge and is joined by Mr. Gordon. And at this point, uh, Mendelssohn says... Um, I've taken the liberty of uh, preparing your PDAT, your personal communication device, sir. Now, I know before we left you said that you wanted to scan various frequencies. Is there any particular frequency you would like to scan? Official frequencies. And and so you, you scan through official frequencies and you but don't hear a great deal. You understand um, what we mean by official, Mendelssohn? Oh, as me, oh apologies, sir, you mean unofficial? Yes, uh, very well. Um, he he very gently takes the PDAT off you, and you see him just type in uh, 37 kilohertz and press enter. And as soon as that happens, you hear this kind of warbly, almost voice-like transmission. It, there's no words associated, but it almost seems lyrical in its nature. Um, I believe this is what you were asking. Mendelssohn, cut that off at once. And, and I cut it off even before the full stop leaves your lips. I apologise, sir. I, I felt that that was what you were seeking me to do. Did I did I somehow not do the right thing? You are mitigating the danger of the hunt. The thrill of the hunt. Okay. Very well. Um, however, I am led to believe that that signal is in one way for you to track whatever it is you're hunting, sir. Oh, I see. The 37 megahertz. Mm. We'll set our scanners. Kilohertz, actually, sir. Set our scanners to that immediately and, um, and be done with it. Very good. Okay, I will inform the party members. Um, I hand the PDAT back to you. Uh, briefing is considered concluded. And I will go through. Um, has everyone now um, packing heat, as I believe they say? Yes, I've selected the um, Armet M42A scope rifle. Oh, um, very good, sir. Yeah, big fan of the, the folding bipod and... Um, the muzzle flash suppressor and fully nice. adjustable stock. Um, I think it's um, in terms of accuracy, there's not really a better weapon on the market. It's a um, it's a very solid weapon. Yeah, and uh, for my sidearm, I've selected the the Rexham 
EVA pistol, which while it doesn't have the beautiful balance of the um, of, of like the standard marine issued sidearm, it does have armor piercing rounds. So I've um, I've opted for that, Very and of good. course the standard combat knife and and that sort of thing. Gold, I didn't understand that you were so au fait with weapons. Oh well, you, you know me, uh, boss. I've um, been along on many many hunts, and uh, well, you, you need to know, you know, how, you need to know your way around firearms for that sort of thing. Um, so it's a bit of a yeah, side hobby of mine when I'm not uh, being a legal shark. Uh, maybe he's learnt from the best in you, sir, Mendelssohn Simpers. Um, and of course, uh, being familiar with uh, all kinds of weaponry that I would usually use in my days at the military, what would I have? Phil, because I do not have a list of uh, any of well, the fun information from that uh, handy alien RPG book that you happen to have with you. <laughs> well, what you describe to me what you would like, and I'll see if I can find the appropriate uh, bang bang for you. <laughs> is it? Is it? I mean, would you, for example, like a sniper rifle like um, Gold and Gordon, or would you like an M41A for multiple boom boom? Or would you like a flamethrower or... Multiple boom-boom. You know, that's a trademark term now, multiple boom-boom. <laughs> well, they seem to have the range taken care of, so if something gets a little bit too close, I want to make sure I can uh, protect the money. Uh, I assume there's the M41 AE2 heavy pulse rifle amongst the um, armory. There is, yes. Sounds good to me. Gal, it's Gal a bit I suspect heavier. that you have hunted humans before, but never game. I don't see what the point of game hunting is, boss. You're, uh, that's for people with money. But that's the reason I'm here, to protect the money. And that's you. Adrenaline. It's called the thrill. It's called the glory. I'll take your word for it. Hopefully You'll I find can find out. some glory on this hunt. You'll find out. <laughs> oh, wow. In Mendelssohn's hands, he has a Norcom AK4047. If you wish to go down the UPP route, or if you just want to go with the... Uh, big heavy boom boom that's uh, okay you can do that the norcom sounds good yep um, um, i say to mendelson just be careful where you point that thing comrade exactly i say taking it off him <laughs> and mendelson look and mendelson looks at gold and says oh, oh sorry is it a, a, a witticism about communism yeah what is this comrade bullshit sorry it's it, i believe it was an attempted humor by mr gold but i guess as a lawyer that's still a development phase yeah, he, he yeah. chose the chose the upp gun so I'll let it pass, um, Gold, but you're under suspicion. Twas in jest, <laughs> sir. I, I'm sure Mr. Gold is aware that um, the newly new rebel government of Australia is not disinclined to look towards the UPP for possible partnership and help. So therefore, that would be good for business. But I'm sure Mr. Gold knows that as a corporate lawyer, of course, sir. Of course. And as I'm used to, as uh, the boss says, hunting humans, am I able to get a motion tracker? Absolutely, yep. Have a and, a side arm. and a sidearm. And a sidearm, yes. Sidearm. Combat knife. Gal, you want to take all of the fun out of this, don't you? <laughs> Safety first, sir. I, I don't often agree with Miss Dotan, but uh, motion tracker would be wise, given that we're going to be trailing through jungle, unknown jungle for maybe two nights or so. Um, anyway, um, I think and now we're all ready. If we're ready to disembark, and then he turns around and looks out and it's like the sun's just set and it's like maybe we should actually if it's okay with you sir maybe we should camp within the vessel tonight absolutely not 
set up. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry, Mendelssohn. Um, did I did I choose my weapons? Oh, sorry. Do you want a weapon? Well, well I wasn't sure. I, I thought I thought look, Mr. Dotan was going to hold your uh, hand, sir. Well, I've picked up something which. Um, Gal, Is it a gun, sir? Well, yeah. Look, at, at the risk of um, making myself look like a dick and completely out of place in this expedition, I. Um, Too late, sir. Too but late. nonetheless, with the assurance of Gal, who tells me that this thing's called a M41 uh, pulse rifle. With the, oh, with, yes. the, with the five minute training um, session, um, I should be uh, well across it to um, that, to to just yes, the safety some, here. Cause some real <laughs> havoc. Um, that's okay. Look, look. I, I think that's a very sensible weapon. Um, I, I'm sure I've got a power. Is there a version without diamantes? Oh, no, oh, trust me. You've been given a very bog standard issue. It yeah. Looks, it looks as dull as dishwater. I think you've got to start being humble with your first on your first hunting trip. Um, so you'll, I'll select that and um, and a sidearm of a, of a service pistol will do the trick. Um, I've also found a knife which I'm very comfortable with um, when I uh, serve up uh, my trademark Sunday. roast dinner um, on Sunday. Oh, so nice. I'm quite um, comfortable but, with the knife. But, uh, I mean, at this point, Mendelssohn will look quite horrified seeing as he's the nominated cook and chef of the party always. Um, that's a very kind offer, Mr. McAllister, but I think... Maybe you can just set the table as and when we need it. Um, I will take care of any nutritional needs. Uh, Mr. Gordon is very specific about how he likes his food prepared. But, no, no, well, it's, 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 it's more that it's the only weapon here that I'm actually familiar with using. But um... I think if we go into the galley, there's a butter knife you can take with you, which, uh, maybe, a, maybe a spoon. Um, I might also, I'll chuck like a lightweight backpack on with yep. um, just some standard mili- uh, medical supplies so like perfect yeah yeah so so and a rope (laughs) yep each each one of you will have a a a decent brown backpack with gordon tobacco company uh embroidered on it in so it's a it's a brown backpack with gold embroidery um so each of you get those um oh it's embroidery i thought it was a patch i might put like a (laughs) scarf over it or something uh, well, if you really want to upset the boss, you could, I suppose. But, uh... So, um, I believe, Mr. Uh, Mr. Gordon, you wish to camp out for the evening. Indeed. We'll camp out just outside the shed. Um, Very good. I feel a little climatise us to the uh, local conditions. This is an excellent suggestion, of course, sir. Uh, maybe Miss Dotan would like to set up the camp, seeing as she has military experience and can get a fire going for the rest of us, sir. Uh, oh, I've got to set up the fire. I can do the fire. You can do everything else. Well, it, that depends on what Mr. Gordon says, Miss Dotter. Mendelssohn, indulge the uh, security expert for once. Um, for once. <laughs> Very good, sir. And so uh, he proceeds over to the, the door. I was thinking of a technical door, but there's still a door. Um, he, he he presses a few buttons and the door slides open. Could be an airlock. Straight away. No, it's, there's, it's not an airlock in, in this vessel. Well, there probably is, but not. you're going to disembark through a normal door. It's a bit like a private jet, I suppose. Instantly, you feel the heat and humidity waft in, um, plus a few mosquitoes and other flying things. Um, so the fire will be for uh, keeping the pests away, less for heat? Uh, you probably won't need it for heat, no. There's probably no snow forecast tonight. Mendelssohn goes out, he takes a, a machete and starts hacking away at the ferns and other thick vegetation and clears what ostensibly is a campsite for the evening. Um, he points to the centre of it saying, Miss Dotan, I believe you were going to equip us with a fire. While he's been doing that, I have been gathering hopefully something dry that might burn <laughs> to to create a fire. There's, it there's, all looks very wet. Martin Gold's sense of humour. 
Yeah, the only dry things tempting to burn would be the backpack. Mendelssohn. Right uh, I'm not actually flammable, but uh, thank you for asking. You are dry, um, though. So Mendelssohn, bring out the eco logs. Very good, sir. <laughs> um, and so he brings out some... Uh, it takes about two minutes. He brings out some what look like bricks, kind of brown, earthy bricks. And he hands them to Miss Dotto. I'm saying, I, I'm not sure if you use these, but they burn very well. Uh, not too smoky, but quite a bright heat. Great. Thank you for that. And I just, like, dump them on the ground and pull out my lighter. I am, I'm going to say I've got a lighter of some yeah. kind. If not, if not, you've got a flint and steel. I mean, flint you've got... and steel. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure the boss would have equipped us with something oh, better than oh, that. Yeah. I'm hoping yeah. that as, as, as a security for the uh, CEO of a tobacco company, I'm sure a lighter is not too much of a stretch. I have a, I pull out the only thing that is useful that I've got from the boss, and, and it's although it is shiny and gold with AG on it. Yeah, <laughs> we don't smoke the shit. We just sell it. Fire. Yeah. Yeah. Now what I want and you so all you... to do now is to stand there for a moment and sniff, breathe through your nostrils. You smell that? Mm. It's the smell of blood. <clears throat> Pretty sure it's not, but. <laughs> I, I, I apologise, sir. I assumed you were talking about the eco-logs. Um, yeah, I'm just getting eco-logs. Yeah, because they are reconstituted and dehydrated poo from the latrines. Um, <laughs> but they do burn very well. Um, if they do have a slightly earthy tone, that's only to be expected. But yeah, it, they do also keep the flying bugs away, it seems. So you kind of settle in for the evening. Uh, Mendelssohn provides you with an adequate meal. Previous reviews have been quite kind, saying it's um, decidedly edible. And it's amazing what this man can do, considering he's never eaten before. So you have your evening meal, and then Mendelssohn will bring out a moderately priced uh, scotch from uh, Mr. Gordon's not personal collection. Hands that round. Not the Gordon scotch. No, no, not the Gordon scotch. That's kept uh, under lock and key more than the weapons are. Now would be the time. I don't know if any of you have any stories to share or something something to team build around the campfire while Mendelssohn goes back inside the ship and starts cleaning up the mess in the in the lounge room. Cool. While well, you do that, I'll keep watch. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I'm just kind of going to wander the perimeter because I have no idea what kind of creatures are on this planet. We're here to hunt something and I'd prefer it didn't come up on us in the night. Sure. As you go around the perimeter, you can, you, well, you, you can all hear... The delicate sound of thunder. Um, you also hear kind of very distantly kind of hoops and hollers that maybe might be kind of primates or birds or even like performing amphibians. Um, it's very hard to tell. There's a great distance involved, but there's definitely other life forms um, within this jungle. And the, 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 the rumble of thunder seems to be getting ever so slightly closer. So it would not surprise you if, if rain was in the forecast. So, Alan, what, what what brings us here? I think this is going to uh, help, uh, you know, form a nice bond with your, your son-in-law. Hunter McAllister. You know my predilection for uh, blood sports. Indeed. I started in college with boxing. And I've moved on to bigger and better things since. Let me tell you about the time I went down to planet uh, A4994. You know of it? Uh, please go on. I believe you uh, may have helped me out there in some respect. 
what I'm offering, helping you out. Uh, it's kind of what I do. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I mean more specifically is that um, on that particular hunting trip, I would say that nothing went wrong, but um, some things didn't go right, which is rare and unusual uh, for us. Um, your lovely wife, my daughter, um, she was... Sorry, wife-to-be, wife-to-be, but... Well, I already consider... Like I consider my wife. I already consider yeah. you one of the family. Um, if, Thanks, don't Dad. Don't protest. Don't protest at your inclusion in the Gordon Empire. Um, if that's what you're doing, is that what you're doing? Not at all, not at all. You, you know that I'm, I'm, I'm here to serve and learn and... That's what I'm here for. Well, you know that my beautiful daughter... My beautiful daughter... Indeed, isn't she Isn't she beautiful and intelligent and... I could go on. Do you know if you weren't dating her, I would? <laughs> do you understand why you're here now? I do, I do. To prove yourself. I, I'm been proving myself for a long time and I think I'll continue to do it for a bit longer. We shall see. So Mendelssohn comes back out. He's wearing a small like pinny kind of apron. He says, I've, I've now cleared up the, uh, the lounge room. Unfortunately, we lost a few bottles of alcohol, but uh, it wasn't the good stuff. So not all is lost. I trust you've been bonding well around the campfire. I see, Mr. Gordon, you have a smile on your face. This is good to see. The Gordon steaks are excellent. Oh, yes. Yes, um, I, I hope I have uh, prepared them to your, all of your approval. They're delicious. Very good. And it's always nice to have... I know my father-in-law is a very busy man. It's always nice to have a the, the opportunity to have a quiet chat with him in such a amazing setting. Yes. Yes. Uh, in, in my experience, Mr. McCallum, it, uh, it will do you well to not kind of suck up to the boss. Um, I find that behaviour quite intolerable, to be honest, and it won't get you very far in this organisation. Isn't that right, sir? Letitia will be most pleased if um, James here manages to cool something for once in his life. Very good, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, something maybe bigger than a moth, um, I'm sure we can arrange something. I just no. from across the camp, you hear no pressure, McAllister. Yeah, well, let it, let it be known. I did, I did use a bit of uh, mosquito spray a bit earlier, so I've already got that's my first kill. Very, that's probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I believe it's customary at this stage to put a notch on your belt, sir. Congratulations. <laughs> um, I've looked at the radar and there seems to be a storm front coming through, sir. I don't know if you wish to put up a tarpaulin for some sort of protection from the rain. Or, again, whether you want to go inside the Nero, sir. Um, no, we're quite comfortable here and um, I presume that Gow has made the necessary arrangements to protect us from any such inclement weather. <laughs> Me, sir? <laughs> I'm not here to protect you from the weather. I'm here to protect you from everything else. Oh, really? Really. Even in clement weather? Not in clement weather, sorry. That's be not one of my specialties. Interesting trip. I suppose that only uh, God can protect us from inclement weather. 
<clears throat> or, or maybe a tarpaulin, sir. We do have some inside the ship. Uh, most suitable, Mendelssohn. Um, bring them in. I will go and get them, sir. And I will do the job of, um, the, well, ostensibly the head of security's job. I'll do that for her instead. Just while she relaxes and takes in the environment. <clears throat> well, uh, speaking of the environment, so you mentioned there's like low ferns and things. Uh, there are also yeah. high trees. Yes. Vines, that yes. kind of thing. Absolutely. Okay. And, and so Mendelssohn comes back out, he's got um, an armful of uh, tarpaulins, um, Gordon registered company uh, logos on them. And he starts with the the help of everyone except obviously AG um, to kind of rope them up and tie them up into the canopy. Um, just, um, and just as you finish it, uh, you hear the first big large uh, patter of raindrops hitting them and the sky... Uh, above the canopy lights up and you hear an ominous growl of thunder. It's going to be a lumpy night. Mendelssohn will periodically uh, say to AG, maybe you'd be more comfortable inside for this evening, sir. I have to um, soldier this along with my troops. Um, very good, sir. No, that's that's a very stoic response, which I've come to expect from you, actually. Gal actually raises her eyebrows at this and wasn't expecting this to be the case. Uh, with your permission, sir, I will go inside the Nero and prepare um, the food and ration packs for the rest of the journey. Uh, permission granted. Excellent. And um, Mendelssohn uh, goes into the ship and closes the door and um, you actually don't see him for the rest of the night because you realise he, he has a comfortable bed in there if you can get away with it. So. Gold. Uh, yes, sir. I'm um, um, I'm sitting on my. I guess we've got those fold-out chairs or something like that, and um, some small tables about. And I've got the uh, my pistol just like disassembled, um, and I'm meticulously cleaning um, the bits and pieces of that while I yeah listen to the boss speak. Yes, sir. You've put the necessary clauses into the contracts, haven't you? Of course. You know I'm very meticulous about that sort of thing, sir. Very good. Sports was written, recorded, and edited by Philip Beddingfield using Zencaster and Audacity. Elise Spencer is Gal Dotan. Adam Gilbert is Martin Gold. Rick is James McAllister. And Matt James is Alan Gordon. Alien Role Playing Game is published by Free League Publishing. To keep up to date with all the latest podcast releases, please look for Distant Grey Gaming on all of your socials. Thank you.